Hello, friends, and welcome to Tell Us More, a podcast from Lake Forest Church Westlake, where we take the time to listen and learn more about the messages we hear each week. I'm your host, Nathan Story. Joining me this week is Aaron Gibson and Cesar Guerrero. Hey, guys. Hey, Nathan. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me this week. We are in a series, or we just we just wrapped up a series. Wrapped it up. Called God Stories, and we heard from Cesar Guerrero. Cesar preached for our folks this week, and we're going to talk about the process of that message and how that was formed and, and how that was shared, and uh, we're looking forward to hearing more from you, Caesar. Sounds good. Game, are you ready? Yeah, I'm almost a little bit more nervous for the podcast oh, really? <laughs> than I am for the actual teaching. That's okay. Well, Caesar, I've been thinking about your message all week. Um, what, a, what a great story of Job and some of the insights you pulled out. Um, yeah. it's, it, talk about a conversation that has started conversations for me. It's, it's been a really cool one. I'm excited to talk more today. Yeah, great. absolutely. Well, why don't we get started? Why don't we ask this first question of you, Caesar? Why don't you tell us about the process in forming the message and and your, your preparation and your, uh, yeah, how did, how did you bring this message about? Yeah, so um, I don't preach regularly, okay. so yeah. I'm in a lot of ways learning the process as I am doing the process. Cool. It's like building the bicycle while I'm trying to ride it, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just really interesting. Um, I was asked to preach on this series and knew that it was going to be a story of somebody in the Bible, so that was easier. I just kind of maybe made a mental list at the beginning and saying, who have we not talked about? What stories have we not talked about? And Job was the first one that came to mind, and then um, I just kind of ran with it. I, I don't even know if I really even researched any other people's stories in the Bible, any of the Bible characters. Um, so it just kind of was, I'm just going to go for it. So... It seems to me that Job is this kind of character that's either uh, you're really excited to preach about or kind of dread preaching about. Mm-hmm. Was, was there a, a particular feeling in one way or another that yeah. you had? So I, I was excited about Job because I had heard a podcast a long time ago. I think it was like Wait, a year ago. But you listen to other podcasts? I listen to other podcasts. Besides the Tell Us More yes. podcast? <laughs> All right, so you got you to plug your favorite podcast, oh though. Oh, my Come God. on. I know. You know it. I consume so many podcasts. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Um, He's such I, a millennial. Yeah, I'm such a millennial. Um, <laughs> so my my Jesus podcasts that I like are the Pray As You Go podcast, which is a daily meditation podcast, yep. and the Bible Project podcast, which are hour-long conversations about the Bible um, from the perspective of the founders of the Bible Project. If you're not familiar with them, they're a studio that produces really fun videos that talk about talk about themes in the Bible and words and so they have their podcast where they go really deep and I can just listen to that for a long time and they're hour long they're hour long cool so good commute podcasts and then my my one that I listen to most frequently is the Conan O'Brien needs a friend podcast <laughs> for those of you who don't very very theological yes yeah, very <laughs> theological um, yeah I love late night talk show TV that's been a thing of mine since high school and Conan O'Brien's always been number one on my list I love Coco so, uh, yeah go team Coco, team Coco. in the yeah. year 2000 in the year 2000 <laughs> so, yes well uh, see you know the at the risk of it being a cheap plug for any of our listeners, the Bible project is amazing. Yeah. And we, we mm-hmm. so fully endorse it fully endorse. If you're interested in it, man, everything they put out is quite remarkable. Mm-hmm. So Bibleproject.com definitely worth a check out. Yeah. So I listened to their podcast. I've been listening to it for like almost two years now. Um, and one of the podcasts was, um, about Job and other wisdom literature. Yeah. Um, and this was a podcast that kind of, they used a commentary um, 
that one of the hosts had recently found and that really opened up Job for him again in a real new way. And so I remember listening to that a long time ago and being like, wow, this is so cool. And when I thought of who I might preach on, I was like, I, I knew I had a place to start with that podcast and kind of maybe even looking at the book of Job again. Mm. And then, yeah, so it inspired the beginning of it for sure. Great. Um, is there a personal story that inspired you this week? One uh, perhaps that you didn't get to share? A personal story that I didn't get to share. I was, I was telling somebody that my, my sermon was pretty short, and that's because that's what you guys got was, like, everything I had. Yeah. You know? so, so it's like when I was thinking yeah. about the Tell Us yeah. More podcast, like, I told you everything yeah. I, told you, I have. I left it all um, on the field. Yeah, I left, left it, it all on the field. Then I, yeah. Well, thanks for joining yeah. us. <laughs> no, personal stories. Uh, it, I mean, during COVID, there's not many stories happening, mm. honestly. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. i got to talk about being a plant dad, um, honest honest uh, suffering was a so the 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 big idea of, of honest suffering is one of my points was something that I actually was trying to rehearse as much as possible in other conversations that I've had with other people because um, I'm someone who believes that it's true if it's true it might be true in, in multiple contexts hmm. um, so I was trying to apply this honest suffering to my own personal life um, to how I express myself even with Katie and you know in marriage I was like does it work there you know trying to see if it works so a lot of a lot of things happened I would say in that those two weeks of preparing this sermon um, where I got to talk about how do you how do you suffer honestly in in this um, what feels like a heightened season of talking about racial inequality mm. being Mexican you know I kind of have my own kind of journey with that and so I was like what does it look like for me to suffer honestly with that stuff? Yeah. So there is a lot of stuff that, that honestly, the I felt like I was teaching to myself as I was prepping this this talk. Um, that of course I, I couldn't teach about you know on a Sunday morning because it's still it's still painting out sure. um, in real time. So, sees I love that point about uh, honest suffering. I was as I was listening to you, I, I was reflecting in my own life because sometimes. Um, I don't. I was thinking, why is it that I don't want to suffer honestly, or why is it hard sometimes to be honest about difficulty and things? And I was thinking, you know, sometimes it's just tiring. Like, mm, yeah. I don't. I don't want to have to. I kind of want to distract from that a little bit. And I, I noticed that in this COVID season. And then I also hear people say, well, what, I don't want to focus on the negative. Why would I be so pessimistic or 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 negative? I want to focus on the positive. Season, your study of that and reflection this week, as you brought that word to us. What do you think the difference is between suffering honestly and just being pessimistic or, or negative, right? Is there a difference between those two? Yeah, I think there is. And I, I think I had this conversation last night with, with Katie. Um, that there is a difference. Oh, and I wish I remembered it. Um, but it was like there's this difference between um, dwelling on the negativity and being someone who is is thoughtful in their hurt, hmm. um, I don't think that's how I worded it, but um, but I think I think sometimes we can. For example, I, I my tendency um, in life is to is to be critical, um, and 
sometimes it goes so far to where that nothing good can really come from my, it's it gets so self-critical to where like I I then believe that I can't really produce anything good at the end of the mm. day um, and that's an unhealthy <laughs> that's yeah. an unhealthy <laughs> self you know almost loathing kind of thing but there there needs to be a, a healthy I guess a practice of criticizing yourself and questioning like am I doing this for the right reasons you know those kinds of things that are healthy um, so so when it comes to suffering um, I, I don't think I, I mentioned I mentioned this in the sermon so maybe that was something that maybe I could have talked about more um, was this I, I think in our culture we avoid suffering to the point to where any inconvenience is is noticed as suffering because we're so not used to any yeah. inconvenience and, into, and to any pain to where if anything inconvenient happens to you, you almost perceive it as suffering, as this new thing, this new <laughs> catastrophic thing in my life, and I, all I did was accidentally rear in somebody, yeah, yeah. you know, in my car. Well, yeah. or that I pay insurance on <laughs> that, you know, this, you know, that is ultimately going to be covered. I'm maybe paying maybe $20 more yeah. in the next, you know, this kind of thing. It's, it puts mm. it in, maybe in perspective. Well, like this week, um, I'm driving a, a really old Land Cruiser, and I love it, and I'm never getting rid of it. But um, I, this it may week, get rid of you. It might get rid of me. That's right. <laughs> but but you're not get rid this of last week, the AC just kind of stopped working, right? Like not stopped working totally, but it's mm-hmm. it's. I mean, it's not helping, and it's yeah. pretty hot out, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is so terrible. Woe is me. Yeah. You know, it's like mm-hmm. that's probably not really suffering. You know, yeah. like the fact that my AC isn't perfectly chilling my car to the temperature that I want. Yeah. That's yeah. an inconvenience. That's not suffering, right? Right. And it's and it's and I guess what's hard about it is that it, it feels like suffering, right? Like in the mm-hmm. moment it feels really difficult yeah. to go through some of the inconveniences that we go through. But um, which I think is it's so important to expose ourselves to stories like Job and maybe other people too. And that's where I was even going to it's like, when are you going to enter into someone else's suffering that's different than you? so that you can recalibrate your own suffering or your own inconveniences. Mm. Um, because when they're put in the context of, of, of more experiences, then we, we get, I think, a broader idea of what human beings go through on a daily basis. And then, yeah, it pulls us from being into, it pulls us out of being the center of the universe and more of like, oh, we're the constellation, <laughs> you know, of people that yeah. are going through something That's similar. So so yeah, the world is not revolving around us after all. Yeah. yeah, and I think, and that's that's a huge theme in Job. Mm-hmm. That's a huge theme in Job. He goes from from being someone who is talking about his own suffering because it is truly immense and personal, and you have other people who are starting to revolve around him and talking about his suffering and trying to put it in the context of you know it's happening for a reason and all this kind of stuff. And then you get this moment where God just shows up and he starts talking. Yeah. And then it's like Job's like, okay, I've, I've seen too much. I've heard too much. I, I'm okay with my with my yeah, suffering wow. now because wow. that's on another level. And, you know, and, and so it's – he, he kind of does – he kind of gets that moment where he's like, I now know more than I, than I did in the past. And so it's yeah. shed new light on his own suffering. Um, but, yeah. I'm curious, uh, Caesar, if there are any other passages of Scripture or stories from Scripture that you considered sharing. And before I'll let you answer, I, I will add kind of a question for you guys, too, about this and, and related to what we were just talking about and, and considering suffering and dealing with suffering. And 
um, I think often about the, the Psalms and David and mm-hmm. how some of the, I call the Psalms where David is just using that woe is me language as, as the wallowing, you know, yeah, it's yeah. when we wallow yeah. in our misery. And then there's, there's other Psalms where everything is good and rosy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so my question, and then we can get to the question about other passages of scripture that might help us with our own suffering, um, is how much is too much? Is it good to wrestle in, in, and wallow even in yeah. some ways? It's almost there's a therapeutic quality to doing that. Mm-hmm. I find that as a songwriter too, right? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. maybe I write this song and no one hears it, but I got the thoughts out, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's what David is almost doing in those wallowing psalms. But how much is too much? Is, is it okay to do that a little bit or should we just try to get away from doing that at all? What do we think? Well, it's interesting you mentioned the psalms because one out of every three psalms is a psalm of lament. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that's the the Bible math that answers <laughs> your question. How, how yeah. much is too much? Well, maybe a third. A third is probably about right. <laughs> yeah. It's but, it's, book. but you know, it's interesting. I, I was thinking, Caesar, as you were talking about that, the there's this rich tradition for the, for the Jewish mind mm-hmm. coming out of the psalms that, that's, that God wants to hear that from us. Mm-hmm. And, and then the... The, the early Christians, and particularly the medieval Christians, the, the men and, the, and women coming together and forming these communities and saying, how, how are we to do this, right? Mm-hmm. And, and um, they, they developed this practice that we know today as confession. Yeah. We were actually talking about this earlier today. That, but, but confession was not, let me just come in and list out all the times I screwed up. Yeah. Confession for them, they would say, was telling the truth about myself to God. Yeah, and and if the truth is both the happy pappy stuff, which there is that right, yeah. I need to tell yeah. the truth about that. God, this is great. This uh, there's also this part of telling the truth to God, which is the hey, here are the things that weren't great. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to confess, I'm going to speak the truth about myself to God. It's got to be both. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we do a disservice to confession. We view it solely as this thing we do so other people can judge us. In mm-hmm. fact, confession is actually for our own benefit. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that in that honesty, you you can't in a weird way. I know some people are saying only you know the truth about yourself. Yeah. But I but I think honesty requires other people to verify. Mm-hmm. There's like a level of accountability. Oh wow. With with um, when you're being honest, I think uh, honesty implies that you're sharing something with someone else and their feedback says yeah that sounds about right um and and i think some people think that well if, if i believe it then that's good enough but i really do think there's a, there's a gift in community when when a community can say yeah i see i see that i, I verify that you're going through something tough yeah mm-hmm. and i think that's that's a real um like you said therapy you talk about the therapeutic quality of yeah. like sharing with people yeah I think that's where it kind of lies is in that kind of you, you put you, you put your trust in some way in someone else and they they made good on that on that kind of promise that you were hoping that they would mm. deliver on when you're honest. Um, See, that's that's I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. That's so interesting in light of the, the insights you drew out about Job's friends, right, that mm-hmm. they they don't do that. They're trying to fix his pain or they're mm-hmm. trying to blame him for his pain. And so they failed to do that. Mm-hmm. Like how, how different the story would have been if they just showed up and said, boy, Joe, this really stinks. We're really sorry. Yeah, right? Yeah, that would have been a different yeah. thing. But it's interesting. 
you just, I had not thought about this before until you just described it that way. When God shows up, God is the only one who validates Job's pain. <laughs> yeah. Wow. God doesn't, true. God doesn't say, hey, this yeah. is all, you're seeing this wrong, Job. Mm-hmm. And he also doesn't say, show up and say, Job, this is your fault. Yeah. But just him showing up, mm-hmm. Job's, Job says, I feel heard. Yeah. Mm. He, he heard my, he heard my plea, right? He feels yeah. God has seen his pain. Yeah. Now there's more to the story than that. Mm-hmm. As you For drew sure. out, yeah. but I've never, I've never noticed that in, in Job's story. And we're not good at that as a culture these days, are we? In fact, our our instinct is to do just the opposite when we notice someone in pain, and even acting out of that pain mm-hmm. is we we put a microscope on them or a magnifying glass on them and, and almost ridicule them and mock them. I think of people that are disgraced or anything mm-hmm. these days. You know, we can tend to. St- to say, look at this person and how insane they are, instead of asking them what's really going on, right? Yeah, I think it. I think what you talked about—the disgracing, kind of, and maybe the shame that some people feel. I think it originates when when people shame someone else for failing, mm-hmm. or or really struggling through something. I think it comes from a place of 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 insecurity that if they're Guys, or their pretending game, you know, were to fall apart, that that they they it feels weird to tell somebody else whose pretending has ceased. Yeah, um, yeah. That hey, it's okay for your pretending to cease. You sure. Know, when you when you're continuing in your own kind of game. Yeah. It's like it's like this weird kind of thing. Where it's like oh, this person's not playing by the game anymore. Right. And so we have to make them feel bad for not playing the pretending game. Yeah. Um, wow. And I think we all kind of carry that with us in mm-hmm. some way. Which is kind of sad, but it's real. <laughs> That's real. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a real yeah. part of our suffering. But yeah. Yeah. Well, any other parts of scripture, Caesar, that you considered using as illustrations for this? I know we talked about the Psalms. That would have been a good one. If, so yeah. if you're going to preach next week. Well, yeah. coo- first of all, kudos to Caesar for covering how many chapters is Job? Forty-two. Yeah. <laughs> Holy well, cow! I mean, and we, really well too. Yeah. Just, so yeah. you. So by the way, you know, like Nicole preached the entire story of. Um, uh, Esther. Esther. And then Rachel preached the entire story of Ruth. Caesar triple up <laughs> Rachel and Nicole by yeah. preaching the entire story of Job. So uh, gold medal, Caesar. Gold yeah, well medal. Yeah. If, if Rachel and Nicole are listening, this, my my uh, my sermon does not hold a candle up to what's the, I'm so bad at those kinds of phrases. Where, like, does it hold a candle up to something? Hold a can- yeah, hold a candle. Is that a that's phrase? A, yeah. That's a thing that people Like I said, say. I'm Mexican. I learned these, like, <laughs> it's like uh, talking about the learning another language, trying, yeah. learning yeah. another like set of idioms. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Hold a candle. Like, Fair hold enough. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. uh, so what motivated you, Caesar, to take the tone that you did? Mm-hmm. Uh, is there a time where you wanted to be a little more forceful or you wanted to be quieter in the way that you spoke it with yeah. more grace? Is there, is there a part that uh, may have changed now that you've done it? That you've given that message? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm always more forceful. I think mm-hmm. when I'm in a teaching kind of mode. Um, I think. I think maybe I just have an impatience on, at the end of the day. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm impatient with myself, and I think I um, project that onto other people. Um, and so I want people to get it. Yeah. At the end of the day, I want really. Yeah. I want people to really resonate with it and to really understand it fully. Um, and so the end of my end of my talk, I I I tried to really, um, 
I tried to make it as a as a wide reaching as possible. I think there's lots of ways where we were when we we don't realize that Jesus suffers that we rob ourselves of 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 more real following of Jesus. Um, because if he says follow me and I don't, you know, have that moment with God where I'm questioning his his will for my life, then maybe <laughs> maybe I'm not following him as well as I as I ought to be, um, or as closely as uh, there's so many different yeah adjectives that I could use there. Um, hmm. And so at the end, I was I, I was reflecting on that. I was I was you know honestly reflecting on that that culture cultural reality that we, we don't suffer that often mm. as a culture um, and it's when Christians talk about persecution in the United States I'm like I just don't buy it at yeah. the end of the day right. um, when when we talk about um, yeah just the inconveniences that we blow I think too far out of proportion I, I just have a hard time buying that but I, I didn't want to just say something of I don't buy that I wanted to say well if we're not going to buy that what are we purchasing um what what aspect of god of, of god and what what aspect of what christ did are we really buying into and i think that the dying and <laughs> the dying part of jesus is yep. the thing that we don't like to buy you into. know that remember that part <laughs> yeah yeah it's like and and this is not to say that we yeah it's not to say that we have to follow him exactly <laughs> like like jesus we don't have to maybe physically die but what if you know the, the yeah. question like what if Jesus yeah. calls you to mm. to die mm. um, yeah and, well, and if we know. see things that we experience as suffering how much and, and, and we have such a hard time with it how much more yeah. will we have a hard time with, with real suffering with yeah. real sacrifice mm-hmm. with real yeah. Yeah. I, I think we pretend we pretend suffer so much to the point to where if Jesus were to actually say follow me into some really hard suffering we wouldn't know what to do with it mm. um, and it'd be we'd be hard pressed to actually follow him in it yeah um, there's some things where it's like right now in my own life I'm just like I have a hard time you know just with my schedule you know like that to me sometimes my schedule feels like I'm suffering and then mm. I look at myself and be like really like <laughs> you're o- you're overtaxed that's your <laughs> that's your suffering <laughs> and so I, maybe I'm and again maybe this is the, the critical Caesar, you yeah, know, speaking too yeah. much, but but I really wanted to, to give that to people to say, you know what, you if you are suffering, um, you know that needs to be expressed honestly. Um, but if you aren't, then there's probably somebody who is hoping to hear, hoping for you to hear their honest suffering. Yeah, um, that's good. Caesar, I love that. You know, I think that that third point you made about uh, suffering for others or suffering with others, mm-hmm. uh, you know. I don't. I don't think God calls us to bring suffering upon ourselves mm-hmm. just for its own sake. And God yeah. doesn't want suffering. He doesn't think mm-hmm. suffering's good. Right. Uh, the the reality is, is, there's a lot of suffering in the world, and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we are in a privileged place where a lot of that suffering doesn't befall mm-hmm. us here at Lake Forest, yeah. right? But but to consciously or willfully enter into somebody else's difficulty yeah. is is a kind of falling Jesus oh, thing, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, and I I think is. about ways I've seen even some some folks uh, who are part of our church do that and um, consciously give up some comfort in order to mm-hmm. benefit someone else. Um, I, I've seen people um, choosing to enter into self-educating about 
human trafficking issues, mm-hmm. even right here in Charlotte, right? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. that, and and saying how can I be a part of making a difference? Mm-hmm. That's entering into suffering with someone, yeah. right? I think about some of our our youth uh, who've uh, who have gone without or taken uh, Christmas or, or birthday monies that could have been used to acquire whatever the next thing they wanted to acquire, mm-hmm. but they chose to use it to to enter into su- the suffering of mm-hmm. someone else and make a, even just a small difference and. Um, mm. I think those mm. those ways, and then when our friends do actually suffer a loss of a job or, or a loss yeah. of a, a loved one, and that we would enter into that and feel that with them, right? Mm-hmm. That all of those are examples of ways that we we live out what you were calling us to in that third yeah. point. Mm-hmm. And that and that voluntary suffering is Jesus. That's what Jesus did. Yeah, yeah because That's what he he, did. he saw the suffering of the world uh-huh. or or the suffering would have experience without his sacrifice and he said i will take that on i will take on that suffering so how much more christ-like can you be yeah to do that Mm -hmm. yourself my favorite definition of love um that i heard recently was uh um i'm I'm gonna butcher it so let me get it right it's uh but love at its most basic level is caring about what someone else cares about yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, if i naturally cared about it already it wouldn't be love right (laughs) right um but, but when I care about something I don't naturally care about, but I care about it because you care about it, or my neighbor cares about it, or this other person cares about it, mm-hmm. even that, especially when it's hardship or suffering, that's, that's, yeah. that's suffering for and with others. Yeah. There's another nuance that I think was really, I, I went there um, just in my own mind, <laughs> um, and it's this idea of, of what if there was a situation where suffering was warranted or sacrifice mm. was warranted, but you couldn't do it for yourself, um, where you had to invite someone else to do that. I was thinking about that because that's what Job's friends did. They said, God talks to them and says, my wrath is kindled against you. Go to my, go to my servant Job, yeah. this guy that you've been putting down and been a terrible friend to, yeah. and, and pretty much put it in Job's hands. And, and I took it, you know, I, in, in the talk I said, Job, this is Job's last test. But imagine being the friend in that situation where it's like, oh my gosh, it's in his hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. The, the experience of dread, the experience of, of hopelessness. You know, yeah. it's like, I, this yeah. guy doesn't want to see me and I'm going to have to go and, and have him pray for me. Like, mm-hmm. that is a, that is another level that I think we, that I, that. To me, I went there in my own head. I was like, "Wow, that's profound!" Like, what yeah. if I was the friend, you know? And yeah. and um, and the, the, yeah, I, yeah. So that was an interesting thing that I that I could have gone down, um, but I didn't <laughs> because that, that's a whole other can. That's a whole other sermon. That's a whole other sermon. That's right. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, what if what if there was suffering that needed to happen, but you couldn't do it for yourself? Wow. That's another thing that I th- is really hard for us in our own context to really wrestle with because. We're a do-it-yourself yes. culture. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We're a you can you can make it happen. Yep. You know. Yeah. Um, Gosh, sees, but the layers upon layers to yeah. the scriptures in Job's story there. It's great. Uh, that, that is so awesome. And but you did point to that, mm-hmm. right? Because even that moment when they go to Job and you mm-hmm. called us to said, "What if what if the best way of viewing the book of Job is that Job is is a precursor? He's someone who points forward mm-hmm. to Jesus." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that final scene. Um, does that so well, so well, and I loved I loved how you called us back to Jesus mm-hmm. out of Job's story. Yeah. yeah, and how challenging to see uh, the lens of of our role in Job's story. Mm-hmm. You know, oftentimes we could think of ourselves as Job, 
Yeah. You know, we could even think of ourselves as God. We'll look at that person. Yeah. 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 <laughs> being the judge, but yeah. more often than not, we're probably more related. We're probably to the friends. friends. We're probably, we're probably the, friends. the friends. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and how challenging is it to yeah. hear that and know yeah. that uh, about mm-hmm. that story? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm struck by by that um, kind of turn you made to Caesar and, and that kind of revelation through through the friends role and just thinking about how how much more can the challenge be on us if we don't accept what God puts in front of us the, the first time which what I mean by that is the friends had this opportunity to come alongside Job in the beginning mm. and yet their suffering was so much more when they didn't do that <laughs> <laughs> Whereas yeah, yeah. they think that they're suffering. Oh, look at our friend Job. He's look, we we have to go correct this. Yeah, right? there's mm-hmm. some self righteousness there, mm-hmm. and yet they have the harder task later when they didn't just embrace what their friend was going through and be supportive. Yeah, and yeah. what does that mean for us? You know, when we yeah. can come twofold, threefold. You know, yeah, it's crazy I, I think to think. If anything, it it should lead us to be more patient and yeah. to pause. A whole lot more than what we do nowadays. Sure, um, I, we we should pause a lot more <laughs> as a as a people. We've, um, we've all got pretty itchy trigger fingers. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. we are really yeah. quick on the draw when it comes to trying to find answers, mm-hmm. trying to find explanations, um, justifying certain things that you know at the end of the day might not be our. We I mean they talk about how hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, and yet we are so focused on figuring out right now yeah, in the here yeah. and now yep. all the answers yeah and um and we're always proven by just the hindsight kind of stuff that's like oh well i should have just given that a couple months <laughs> yeah. you know and, yeah. and you know and, and not obsess so much but yeah i think pausing more is a, is a yeah. is a good thing for us to try to implement in a, in a time and in, in a day and time where we just want to know everything right now um, and want to be able to explain everything right now and and there's no, there's no, we, we try to find consolation in that, and there's just no consolation for, yeah, for a lack of patience. Yeah, I, one of the most helpful things that someone's told me when I've gone through something difficult is uh, perhaps another way to say this is uh, being okay with the tension. Mm. We're not, we're not very good with tension. Yeah. Right. We want to fix it quickly, and we want it to go away, and yet, you know, the tension is what can form us. Tension mm-hmm. is what shapes us into who God wants us to be, mm-hmm. and. Excuse me, that's an emergency vehicle. Pause. <laughs> Wait. Did you guys hear that? Yeah. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> At home, let us know. Email us if you heard it. Because then it's going to be this awkward pause in the podcast. Yeah. For no reason. <laughs> Did you hear the fire truck? Did you hear the fire truck? Yes or no? Okay. Um, well, Caesar, thank you so much for sharing a lot of the process with us and sharing your heart with the people of Lake Forest Church. Is there, is there anything else you'd like to add or any last comments? perhaps reiterate what the main takeaway should be for those who, who listen to the sermon. If you haven't listened to the sermon, I think I'll start saying this at the end of our episode. For some reason, you're you're putting the cart before the horse and you're listening to the podcast about yeah, the sermon. Yeah, go listen to it. Go listen. It was really yeah. good. Yeah, go listen to the sermon and, and then continue the, the conversation with us. Yeah. But any, any, anything else you want to add? Any closing thoughts? Uh, I think I'm good. I'm Okay. Left it all left on the it, field. Left, left it, it all on the field. You yeah. <laughs> told the us the podcast will be longer than the the sermon itself. Yeah, that might be. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're right here at thirty minutes. I yeah. think so. Well, see, I I just want to say thanks for um, bringing us home uh, with a great great God uh, God story to wrap up that series. It's been a really fun series. 
um, and, and it's been fun to hear so many different voices. And one of the things I love about our church is the diversity of, of voices in the pulpit. Absolutely. And, um, yeah. you know, there's, there really is something that we learn from the scriptures uniquely by seeing them through our brothers' and sisters' eyes. So thanks for letting us see Job through your eyes. Thank this you. Yes, real gift. No real gift. Absolutely. That's our time for this episode of Tell Us More. Thank you for listening, and a huge thank you again to Cesar Guerrero and Aaron Gibson, my guests for this week. Thanks, guys. Join us next time when we ask our pastors, speakers, and those who minister to and with us to tell us more. Goodbye.